Arsenal community, welcome to Weekly Surgery, late night Thursday at the Albert JTV household with two amazing patients ready to discuss and talk many, many things Arsenal. But before we get into Arsenal community, let's hit the Weekly Surgery intro for episode 30. Footballing community, waiting time is now over. The Albert JTV practice is now open. The surgery required is Premier League talk and any other business. Let's get to work. Welcome to the weekly surgery. Good evening and welcome back to Albert JTV for another weekly surgery, episode 30. As you can see, Arsenal community, I've got two very special guests who I'm sure have met each other once or twice at maybe a few Arsenal games over the years. But um glad to get these two on. I haven't got judges for long. But um, guys, welcome back to Albert JTV. I've never got you two on together. So this is like, this is, this is groundbreaking, to be honest with you. More important than the football itself. But judges, thank you for coming on, mate. How are you? I'm all good, thank you very much. I hope you're well, Albert. And always, always a pleasure to see old Big Kenny as well, like, you know. Yeah, no, Judge, it's great to get you on, man. The only guy that I know that probably leaves better voice notes than me. Well, <laughs> ask Kenny Ken and ask Judges, mate. Trust me, we know. And Kenny Ken, take yourself off mute. Glad to get you on, mate. Um, lots of love, man. How you been, mate? I've had a, I've had a good, you know, few weeks. You know, the, the only um, sort of like... Um, lot on the copy book was um Porter away but apart from that it's been great watching us play football and it of course it's great to be with a judge as well you know this so you know this season's you know it's going to be really exciting towards the end and I hope we last the uh, pace yeah that, that's the funny thing um so we're going to come to when it comes to judges first actually because you know supporting Arsenal in quite a few recent years has not been it's been challenging, should I say, to put it politely. Um, we we sort of kind of forgot what it feels like to be, you know, challenging for league titles and doing well in Europe. But maybe that's just a thing that's not been great with the club anyway, if you look at our European record. But to ju sort of judges how you sort of, you know, we've got 12 game Premier League games to go. We're in a very critical stage of the Champions League. How are you feeling about Arsenal, sort of your gut feeling and what's likely to come over the next 12 weeks or three months? Uh, the gut feeling is, is I'm just gonna. It's gonna be a, a roller coaster. I think I'm, I'm enjoying it, and one I'm gonna enjoy it. You know, uh, listen, if they produce that first half performance every game this season, for instance, then I think we'd be in for a for, for a good good time because I I can't remember us playing that well in 45 minutes. All the football, mm. the way we pressed, everything there. It was a pleasure to watch. And listen, even some games this season, I think Kenny would agree, have been difficult to watch at times. You know, um, I haven't really enjoyed watching some games. Uh, and I've sort of harping back on to what was going on last season. But over the last three or four games, and particularly that one on uh, Saturday, that was back to it was last season. It was really entertaining. There was a purpose to us and everything there. And it was just enjoyable being in the stadium. Um not only for the result, the atmosphere was back to it as it was. It was electric in there on um, <clears throat> on Saturday, the flags and everything like that. I, I just, it was just a pleasure to be there. And uh, I'm going to be really honest, weren't looking forward to the eight o'clock kickoff on a Saturday night. But all in all, I'll give that a 10 out of 10 from performance to atmosphere to everything. It was just a great night. And uh what happens is, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but as soon as the game's finishing, I want more. I can't wait till Monday night now. And that, that's what you want it to be like. When you go away from the ground, you want to be coming back as soon as possible. And I think also, I don't know if it made a little bit of a difference that it was uh, two, or, two or three weeks after the Liverpool game. That was the first time that everybody was back at the Emirates because obviously been away from home on the last few games. So maybe that added something to do with it. But uh, I... It was a pleasure to be there and uh, really enjoyed it. Now, also, Judge, before I come to Kenny Kang quickly, just very quickly, um, in terms of the atmosphere, because that's been talked about a lot about Arsenal this season, it's, at times it's felt a bit flat, but in terms of that game on Saturday and, in, and in also in recent weeks, how have you felt it sort of going home in a way, the atmosphere between 
like with the Arsenal folk? It's been it's been fantastic. The good atmosphere, good good um, feel good factor. Even in Porto, you know, uh, um, it didn't work out our way, but like you know, everybody was still um, not buzzing after the game, but like you know, was disappointed. But there was confidence. I oh, don't worry. We we'll do it in the next in the next game. Whether we will or not, that's another thing. But there was confidence going in there. And the, one of the greatest things about going to the game on Saturday is that just before that Manchester City had won and no one seemed to care about it. I didn't know because I knew that we was gonna we was gonna do that do the job ourselves, you know. Where last season there was at times when do you know what Man City won, oh, Man City won and it, you know, he was a little yeah, bit yeah. down about it. But this time you're thinking, well, you expect Man City to win that game. Right, let's move, you know, let's make sure we do our our stuff. So yeah, I think the atmosphere definitely over the last few games. I don't know if there was trying to be um, forcing an atmosphere over, over over certain games a little while back, but certainly on this one, it was as soon as you was walking up to the stadium, uh, it was buzzing. Everybody was on the same page, and I think that's the thing at the moment. Like you know, everybody seems to be on the same page with Arsenal. Whether whether you um, are convinced about the manager or not, um, the way we're playing is sort of got everybody together. And, and listen, I don't care what anybody says. You know, winning helps but winning in style is even better like you know I think we've been winning a few games and there's always been a little doubt oh yeah 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 well we're not playing well but all of a sudden we're winning and we're winning with style and really really playing well bodes for a good atmosphere and, and everything's going really well at this moment in time well said the judge long live the judges uh let me come to Kenny Ken Kenny Ken the same sort of the same question but also as well um we often hear the term in football squeaky bum time is that still early to say with 12 games to go? Or is there a point where you look at the season and you think, you know what, this is make or break now? Yeah, I think so. I think I think Judge is is being very naughty. He didn't mention um, Liverpool. I think there's I think there's a lot of Arsenal fans are discounting Liverpool because they're looking at the the fact that Liverpool are probably in transition mm -hmm. because they got rid of their own midfield. Yeah. And the fact that there's injuries, they got injuries. So a lot of Arsenal fans you know, traditionally looking at City as their rivals and um, probably expecting Liverpool to fall away because of the, their involvement in a lot of competitions. But uh, you can never really um, exempt Liverpool because of the fact that all three contenders have different strengths. You have to accept that Man City got no weaknesses. Mm. At state of play. You have to accept that Arsenal probably got the best defence. I mean, but Liverpool probably got the best attack. So they've got all three different qualities. I think in terms of now... 12 games to go. I don't think any of the three teams can sleep, have to sleep, have to sleep with one eye open. You've got to sleep with one eye open because yeah. the fact is, is that everyone's, everyone's responding to each other's performances. You know, the fact that Liverpool win big, Arsenal win big, then City will win. And I think that's the way it's going to be for the rest of the season. You look at the fixtures as well. You know, there there's a few kingmakers there, like Brighton going to be kingmakers, <laughs> Villa going to be kingmakers, Spurs going to be kingmakers, and Man United going to be kingmakers. You would think that whoever does best in those kind of tricky games may see it through. And then obviously you've got a couple of six-pointers as well. Not so much for a... Well, Liverpool got a six-pointer against Manchester City and Arsenal got a six-pointer against Man City. But in terms of all the other games, it's still you still have to sleep with one away open. You know, because, you know, if you look at yesterday, all the, you know, teams are qualified for the um, FA Cup quarterfinals. Cup final, so, yeah, three-week... In March the 16th, 17th, and 18th, well, Monday, well, yeah. And then, so you know what Sky's going to do, and BT, they're going to try and, you know, force, you know, sandwich some games into, um, you know, maybe the end of April, beginning of May, you know, one day Arsenal, one day Liverpool, one day Man City, Tuesday to Thursday. And I think that's, that's where, that's where they're hoping. But I really think they don't have to wait till those dates, rearrange fixtures. It's happening now, you know. We got Sheffield. We're going to beat them comfortably. Lee's going to have his favorite, his new favorite song, his new favorite song that he that he sings all the time. That it's very, it's very catchy, by the way. Anyway, and then obviously Liverpool will beat Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest got no confidence, you know, and Liverpool just playing a crest of a wave. And then you've got the Manchester derby where you expect something to happen, but Man United just don't know how to press. So. That's going to happen. And then you've got the next games where you've got a six-pointer, Liverpool versus, um, you know, Man City. And then we've got Brentford. So that's where, you know, 
both teams can't slip one eye open because so it's got Brent, Brentford's going to be Brentford's going to be tricky, man. You say you say that they they got smashed four two by um, West Ham <clears> and um, they got beaten. I think the situation is is that they've um, they're missing Burmo yeah, quite a lot, time. Brian and Burmo. Yeah. Oh, he's frozen. It's, it's, yeah, sorry, it's, sorry. Yeah. They, back, they, miss, back, yeah. they, they, they miss quite a few players, especially Brian and Burma. I think they're a better team when he's in the side. So what was happening is that they will score goals, but they'll skin that can see the shed load as well. So you expect us to win those games. But, you know, I'm looking at the whole situation. And I'm thinking, I am excited. You know, the atmosphere is brilliant at the Emirates. I don't think that we're going to be able to play this sort of gag and press you know, high press attacking football because physically, is it? It may not be possible to play that, and then mm. come into um, the straight, the lovely football we've been seeing. I think we're going to have to, you know, probably play a bit more, um, more brinkmanship in terms of the way we got to play because this is where, you know, we we may be running them to maybe in the Champions League. That's where you know. Whether we like or not, we are going to be tired because there's periods on Saturday when we look knackered and setting off. That's yeah. going to happen. Mm. So, you know, as long as we've got that thinking, you know, f- trying to win any way, which way we can, I do generally believe we've got a chance. I do, s- s- you know, say it perversely, this is our best chance of silverware. The Champions League's a different kettle of fish. I don't think this team's yeah. built for the Champions League. I think in terms of, like, um, personnel, style, and you know, if, you know the athleticism pace that we play in the Premiership in Europe. You just can't play that way. Mm. No, well said, Kenny. Well said, people. As I like to say, don't just touch the like button. Smash the like button and get them algorithms up, people. Got fantastic guests with judges and Kenny Ken. Judge, I'm going to come to you quickly, mate. Um, so Arsenal currently at the moment in terms of big chances created, we've just popped up the table a little bit more. We're fifth behind Villa, Newcastle. Man City and Liverpool. 10 clean sheets, um, least goals conceded in the Premier League at 23. Um, I once heard you say, judges, I think you said it, is it clean sheets win league titles, goals win matches, clean sheets win league titles. How impressed have you been a, a further season on defensively with how good Arsenal have been? Oh, I think you cannot... Um... Other, uh, be other than impressed with what's been going on, really. Like you know, it's not so much the defending; it's just with that teams don't have that many shots against us now. Do you know, no. last season <clears throat> we was winning games four two, three one, three two with seventy percent of, of play, and in that thirty percent, teams was getting four or five shots off us. Ramsdale was making save after save. This time around, this season, we've stops all that like we've still got 70% of possession and things like that but in that 30% of possession we've haven't given teams many opportunities you know one shot a game it seems at the moment that, that our keeper has to save so which is unbelievable really like but it's it, the, the team and the success of the team has obviously got you got different elements of it you know where you can talk about the attacking players but the foundation of it is the two central defenders and if you look at those two central defenders they're the best partnership since we won titles. I don't care what anybody says. You know, mm-hmm. when when we had Sol Campbell and Torre, Adams, Keown, Bold, that sort of uh, uh, era. And you can even go back to the McClintock-Simpson uh, era as well. Like, you know what I mean? Solid back two, you know. Fullback's always good, but the, that partnership is pivotal as far as I'm concerned. And we've got that. We've got two central defenders that arguably as good as each other. They've got their different things, but what they do is they complement each other fantastically well and that gives us the base to go forward I've watched um, uh, Ferguson who there's a lot of talk about him when he come uh, when he when Brighton come to uh, yeah. the Emirates them two made him his game drop back to where it, where it was he's, he's, he's had to re-evaluate re- his game now because we were so good that day against him that he's knocked him a little bit of confidence in his game I, that's my personal opinion like yeah I don't, but I, but then again, I wouldn't be too bad on him, like because there's other players that have come there and have been bashed about as well. Like you know, they don't give him anything. Like Isaac the other night, the other that night, nothing, nothing. He was he had one little run when he went out wide and done his thing. But when he was down the middle, he never got a kick. Whether it was up in the air on his feet, they they've been fantastic all over you like a rash physically and um, 
and and also pace wise as well. You know, you can't run these two guys. So listen, I think that that's where where we've been fantastic. And it, it, you know, we all love scoring goals, of course. So I love us scoring goals and all that. But I do like us defending and defending properly. And and also what I liked and what about Ben White's performance? Zero respect, and I mean zero respect for Anthony Gordon. Like you know, who's probably been Newcastle's best player, best player yeah. over the course of the season. Like you know, caused. Um, I know it's only Blackburn, but he was the, the main threat uh, for Blackburn. But, you know, Ben White just smashed all over him, like, you know what I mean? And <laughs> and, and when he when he was on the floor, it didn't help him out or nothing like that. Just give him the old stare. I, I love, love all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I really yeah, do. Yeah. So I think that there is a, there's a ruthlessness about our defending, which I haven't seen for a very, very long while. No, well, well said, judges. Well said. Kenny, Ken, coming to you, mate. Um... So nine was it nineteen set pieces Arsenal score from this season? Incredible! I knew it was, I knew they've done well, but they've done really, really well. But there's one player I want to talk about in particular, Kenny Ken. I don't know if you heard much about him before when we signed him, but um, is Jakob Kivior as well, who in recent games has really, really stepped up considering he's playing out of position. I uh, just want to get your thoughts on him in, in the sense that I do think some are, this is my own personal opinion, by the way. I do think some Arsenal fans went in on him a bit early in terms of maybe the quality he can offer defensively or just as a player coming to Arsenal. But how how much has he impressed you? And do you think there's probably probably more to come from him um, in an Arsenal defence? Yeah, definitely. Like, for instance, you know, we like to see him at centre-half, but Gabriel's just too good at, at that sort of left centre-half berth. At left back, he's perfect because you think about the makeup of our side and what makes it successful, you know, league. You know, we rely heavily on athleticism, yeah. at, you know, both in attack and defence. And he, he, he's just perfect for that. You know, Jakob Kivior in Europe struggled a bit because of the, the, the kind of the tempo that, you know, Ben Porto played at. But in the Premiership, he's fantastic. Brilliant against West Ham. Brilliant when he came on against Liverpool. Excellent against Burnley. Excellent as well. And I think this way we're playing right now and the makeup of the team, that shoots Jakob 150%. In terms of the set pieces as well, that is something that we've really been good at. But, you know, I've been spoiled because I'm a George Graham man, as everyone yeah. knows. I, I love him as well. I love him. You know, I was talking to Ig I was going about on Dan Shug. I was like, my, my attitude was, so what? I was, I was seeing that in 89 and 91. And I think that that's the situation. Maybe maybe I'm, I'm probably too much of an old fogey and I just think, well, that's no, what you should Kenny, be. you're not, mate. You're not Kenny. Can don't worry about that. Yeah, but, but that, is, that, is, that is something that has been impressive. It's something they've worked on before. But, you know, I pick up on the points that Lee made um, regarding how we made up. I think last season, where we kind of went wrong was... In terms of like Thomas Partey was the only one who, who gave them, um, you know, defence protection, but he was also playing in a very like creative role where he yeah. was lending himself, you know, the, the vision of his passes and lending himself um, in attacking areas. So what we had, we had, you know, Odegaard pushing up and getting close to the attackers and you had Grant Xhaka stealing in, ghosting on the left. So what was happening is that those were where the gaps were, you know, in terms of teams... You know, having five or six shots at goal, especially at home, and scoring two or three goals, which cost the title. That's what cost the title. It's nothing to do with um, Saliba, you know, um, getting injured. That's just a myth. You know, our problems were the way we were, the way we were, were given our defence protection. Now, when you look at it now, the defence has a lot more protection. Declan Rice, you know, not like party in terms of complete midfielder, but his recovery is unbelievable. Unbelievable, unbelievable. yeah. Recoveries. And you're finding that Odegaard, when Jorginho plays, he gives him a little bit of protection. He he comes back, a few, you know, maybe 20 yards to be around him, especially when he had the ball. And I think that's what we've done a lot better, where as much as we are playing beautiful, attractive football last season, we're very neglectful because we assume we'll be defending games. I think that's where the managers eradicated those kind of mistakes. Hence the fact that, you know, the buzzwords is Arsenal look more in control in games. They're a better team than we were last season. I think it's that kind of corridor that, you know, Lee was talking about. But, you know, in terms of Yacoubio, horses of courses, man. Horse of courses, man. You know, as much as I, I love his performances, there's still questions that need to be asked. You know, mm. if 
you know, you know, Tommy Asher was fully, 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 fully fit, and I'm saying fully quite a few times. I don't think <laughs> he'll get, get a game. Mm. Read don't, but he stepped up to the plate, and that's what you want in this kind of um, title charge. You know, a lot of people like to be European charge as well. Everyone's got to put their hands up. You know, every squad member has to show some sort of utility to the cause. And majority of them are doing it. There are a few players who we won't care to mention, although we might mention not, who just basically ain't going to bring nothing to the table. We know they are. And they're just there to, I don't know, maybe do a few car tricks, you know, get the, get the guitar out and sing some, um, you know, like catchy songs. Or just do some set up karaoke, but apart from that, you know, that is one of my biggest worries towards the end of the season. Is that when I look at the players who who could let us down by not being able to contrib- contrib- contribute too much, you know, that could be our weakness in terms of this um, title charge because I don't see many of those players in Man City, Liverpool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's true, that, and that's the and that's the thing. I know, Judge, you ain't got you much. Let me know, Judge, when you got to go. But um, no that's the thing. You know, with the players, obviously, people spoke about the, the summer transfer window and what we didn't do in January. And I think, well, obviously, some of the players that have been kept at the club, that that's on Mikel. So if you're going to keep him at the club, you've got to trust them to play him. And they've got also, when they've got to come in, they've got to come in and do the business. Kivyar lately has been doing that. And you make a good point. If Tommy Asu's probably fit, I thought, but obviously, Yako Kivyar's bought as for me, because we didn't have a left-sided centre-back at the club, other than Gabriel. So he's come in um, and he's done He's done really, really well recently. He's obviously got the goal he scored against um, as well. So that's good for his confidence. But, Judge, he's coming to you again. I'll talk about one individual player which has been spoken about um, quite quite a few times by, not just, not really Arsenal fans, but rival fans. But um, that is Bukayo Sakam, the judges. Um, so kind of the best way I'm going to put it to you is... I think last season, his goal contributions in all competitions, I think was 26. He's already on 29. And, you know, we're talking about a guy here who's still only 22, but he's been a fixture in the Arsenal side for quite a long time now. Played in a multitude of different positions. um, Has has cemented his place for the national side. Um, Has he gone on to be... Has he... Has he been better than what you thought he would be when he first come into the side and sort of fast forward in the last sort of three or four years? Oh, that's a good question. I think mm. like when I see him a few seasons ago, what I'm what I'm ex- what I'm seeing now is probably what what I expected, but um, and delighted with it in the same sort of sense. Really, like you know, uh, I think the biggest compliment that that you can give Saka at the moment is that, um, yeah. I think he struggled a little bit with uh, two or three men on him at times. <laughs> All the time, yeah. Uh, at the beginning of the season. But he's overcome that now. He's he's, he's worked out ways to to, to combat that. And, and and you think that you've got a 22-year-old player at this moment in time where teams are feeling that that's, you know, this is Arsenal that are doing really, really well. It's just no team that's down the bottom half of the table or the middle of the table. It's got other players that can win games for you as well. It's not like we're a one-man team, like certain mm-hmm. teams have gone part. Like, say, for instance, like when Jack Grealish was at Aston Villa, you could target Jack Grealish because the quality around Jack Grealish wasn't at the level that he is. But with Saka, there's players that have got, you know, have got levels as well. But they still feel it's important to to double up and sometimes treble up on him. And I think that the biggest compliment that you can give him is that he's gone away, looked at it, gone through the season, whatever way you want to look at it, and is now addressing it and and beating it. And uh, what what the best thing for me is that yes, he can beat. He's left footed, but he's not afraid to go down on the outside, use his right foot, and, and go that. So what he's done is he's give himself um, another. You know, like if you're all left footed, you know, just keep him on his left, keep him on his left. He won't go outside. He's got all of that to his game now. And I also think the other thing is with Kai Havertz in there now, there is the option of a cross. Yeah. Uh, he can put in a cross, which he might use or he might not like, you know. And I think that in the in the last few games with Havertz being up there, um, I'm not saying that Havertz is the long-term option, but you know what I'm saying. It's, it means that yeah. oh, all of a sudden he might cross it here. 
and then then he fakes across and he's gone past you. So it's giving him another dimension to his game as well. I also think that Ben White has now sort of had his shackles taken off him. I don't know if this was something that was going on because now all of a sudden he's making those gut-busting runs. And credit to him for that because he does make those runs and doesn't get the ball off oh, because he's really there to just to be a, a help to, to, to Saka. So all of those things are coming into fruition at the moment. And I don't know how you feel about it, but when he went through and having that jink, I, I turned around and I said, he's going to score here, like, you know, cuts inside, bang, and I, I, I got told you so, you know. <laughs> but that's how it is at the moment. Where a few weeks back or a month, a couple of months back, you know, he wasn't quite doing it like, you know. But he, he seems fresh. He seems um, hungry. And um, listen, I, I, I think... For me, it's just a pleasure to watch him play, whether it was at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 now. And the, the, one of the best things about him is, it, it, you know, he's durable as well. Like they, they put tackles on him, he bounces back up. There's nothing not to like about this kid. And that's as simple as it, as it is now. Is he a kid now? I think he's on no. the borderline of, uh, of not being a kid no more. Um, I don't know when you actually say that he's not, but 22 now, I ain't just 22. I suppose, you know, he's not. But he just seems to be around for a very, very long time as well. Yeah, he's, he's made a tough stuff because like, it's all that jollof rice and chicken. Judges, that's what it is. <laughs> Kenny Ken knows and I know only too well, but Kenny Ken, coming to you quickly. Yeah, he's thir 13 goals, seven assists this season. I think I remember him actually saying um, when he asked Arsene Wenger, he said, um, what do I need to work on? And he said to him, oh, you need to work on your right foot a bit more. But... What, what do you think with Saka? Obviously, you're pleased that he's an Arsenal player and he's playing well at the moment. It's, I, I think it's not inconceivable if he carries on the way he's playing, he'll hit 20 Premier League goals. I don't think it's impossible. But what do you feel he still needs to work on um, in his game? Oh, he's frozen. Oh, is it me or Lee? You're called Kenny. Yes, you, mate. Sorry, mate. Sorry, go on. Well, well first, to be honest, I think we, um, Kyle Saka, obviously, the right foot needs a bit of work and heading. That's what's that's what's going to need a bit of work because you look at the hmm. Cristiano Ronaldo. One of the things he worked on was his heading. Oh, amazing! Yeah, and, and so and so you um, Gareth Bale as well. And obviously, you know Gareth Bale. You know, I think his right foot wasn't that bad anyway. But I think that's something that Kyle Saka needs to work on. You know, definitely. I think in terms of like his his whole round game, that's going to come anyway because you know you look at these numbers. You know, a lot of there's been debate about whether he's world class or not. I personally cool. think he's not. I think yeah. him and I think the only two world class players we have in the Premiership are De Bruyne and Salah, because I, I base world class on consistency of performances and the ability to turn up in the big games, get, grab him by a scuff of the neck, or win win those, be the difference in those games. And I think that's where Bakayo is going. I think. Of the players we have in the squad, there's only three players I think are going to be world class. One is going to be Detton Rice, Saliba, and Salah and Saka. Yeah, they're the ones I expect to go on. Saka is a very interesting point as well because a question was asked: Who's going to be the best academy player of all time? Obviously, we have got Tony, who's legend. But in terms of where Saka can go, the sky's the limit for him. The sky's the limit for this boy. I've always said that Mick Arteta. Tactics is give the ball to Saka and he'll win you the game. He never rotates him, and there's a that there's a reason for that because he's our best player. He's our most important player. You know, everyone you know is, gives kudos to um, Odegaard about you know how he's a captain and blah blah. Saka's more important to him. People talk about Saliba. Saka's more important. Everyone like loves Martinelli. Saka's more important. Mm. Saka is our match winner. If we can keep this guy fit. To the end of the season, then we've got an excellent chance of silverware. I still think the silverware is probably going to come in the league, but this is the guy you need to keep fit. 13 goals this season, I think. Um, 13 goals in the league, 13 in the, so three in the Champions League. Yeah. I think there's a situation now where he's in that kind of level of his game where he doesn't actually have to play well. Just scores goals. He's He's got an eye for goal, and that's what you, he's really going to need and what we're going to need. But those things, works on them, right foot, works on his heading. We're laughing. But I'll tell you one thing, keep him in cotton wool, mate. You know, you can't afford to rotate. Don't bother going, oh, let's rest, Saka. Sorry, mate. You, 
you rest Saka, then we're going to start playing how we played against Man City to win that game. And trust me, that was a one-off, one-chance yeah. game. With this guy now, this is our match winner. Match winner. He keeps fit. We Something could happen. No, well said, Kenny. Kenny. Judges, have, you, have I still got you for two minutes or you got to go, two, mate? Let two me more minutes, no, i got to go. Yeah. No, no, shit, don't worry, so, people, this will also go, Weekly Surgery episode 3, will also go on the download so you'll hear all our fantastic dulcet tones. Judges, Albert JTV, and Big Bro Kenny Ken. Um, but, Judges, so we're coming to you. When are you going to Sheffield, Judges? Uh, Monday. Monday. Uh, yeah, up there right. for a day, day and then back on the same day. So, uh, a, a, a long night, a long night. Judges, is it safe to say, judges, or safe journey, judges? I'll message, I'll message you anyway. I'll send you a nice little voice note so you know. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So, um, would it be safe to say you're feeling pretty confident going into Sheffield United away come Monday night? Yeah, pretty confident. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I was pretty confident going into the Newcastle game. I, I, I have to say, I, I, that's not me being arrogant. I, I felt that we was gonna win that game. I feel that we'll win this game. I don't know if we're going to win by a lot of goals or we could do. You know, I've I've spoken to some Arsenal fans. They'd be disappointed if it's not three or four. You know, they're in, on the same points as Burnley. Yeah, we went up to Burnley and, 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 and give them a good good scene soon. I think if we get the early goal, I think um, we could do. And if we if we really really want to perform, it can be there. But the, the, the most important thing is winning the game. Um, and I, what I think uh, Arteta will do is he want to win that game. Uh, if we are, if we are, and let's hope we are two, three goals up, then he might change a few things and all that. Like so, um, it'd be interesting to see what we get from it. Like you know, but um, uh, yeah, I'm confident. I'm, I'm confident that we can go and get something from Brentford, and I'm confident if we carry on this sort of form going to the Etihad and getting saying as well. I'm not saying we're going to beat uh, Man City, but I feel the way we're playing at the minute, we we are the, the informed team at this moment in time. Um, so, yeah, you know, why not feel confident like, you know? Um, uh, you know, listen, Sheffield United are bottom of the league. There's a reason that they're bottom oh, of the league. Yeah. And, and, and that's how you got to look for it, like, you know? So, let's, let's all be confident, but not arrogant. Yeah, very, very true. Well said. So, uh, yeah, we've got some players in, on, on the sort of the injury front or people coming back or training, coming to Kenny Ken. So, um, Fabio Vieira is in the squad. Obviously, Jesus is back as well. But I think with him, I think Mikel still kind of fitness concerns there because it, I think it's the same knee that he had issues with at the, before, after the World Cup. You can't miss your knees. Can't miss your knees. Yeah, you know, you you know that that's going to be his career for quite a while. You know, mm. it's so you know when you get a knee injury, there's loads of there's you know obviously you talk about Paul McGrath, you talk about um, Lady King, you just get yeah. you just get on with it. You know, it's not going to if it's if it's that bad a tear, it's not going to get better. You just have to learn how to play manage for it. it. You have to manage your career. You know, and I think I'm not saying Jesus is in in that category, but he had a major injury last season and he's had recurrences this season. That that shouts, you know manage what you have to the rest of your career and get the best out of what, what you can, you know. And and I think that's in terms of just but yeah, you know, when you look in the running, that's that's where I think you are gonna need Jesus. You know, there's no rush. The team are playing fantastic football. Goals are a plenty from all areas of the pitch. This is where you can nurse him on, nurse him through. In terms of Fabio Vieira is another he's an interesting point because I know Maybe he was fully, fully fit. I know Mikel probably would like to have had a look at him in Europe. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he'd be a good player to sort of come on in certain games. Again, with the injuries had, these these 12 games, these are the, the, you know, when I was talking about the players are not gonna, who are no good to us, are not going to bring anything to the table. Those two players are not in that category for me. You know what I mean? So those are, but when you've got major, major injuries, to be honest, is there any, there's no reason to rush them back. No, no reason. You don't need to rush him for Sheffield. Don't need to rush him for um, Brentford. In terms of Porto, it's the temptation is very, very strong because of the fact that we are going to have to play differently. Because I think how he played against um, PSV and how he played against Lund, then for me, they're not top, top European stars. But when you get into the, the Champions League, when everyone says getting deep in that tournament, well, the last 16 is deep. 
Yeah. For us, anyway, because that's where we, that's where we need to be for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But you're only going to play good teams in the last 16. And if you do get pulled through Porto, Bayern Munich on forget their form in the you know um, in the Bundesliga, Champions they're going to be playing. They've got some excellent attacking footballers. They've got the best one of the best goalies in the world. Then you've got Real Madrid, who are a team for all seasons. Yeah. Everyone just looks at Real Madrid and they look at the flair. No, 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 mate. This Real Madrid is workman night as well when they've had the ball. And they've had dark hearts. Man City won the league, so won the Champions League last thing. They're going to be seasoned. And that's not discount um, internationally. They got to the final last year, just like we finished second and we want to go one better. Well, they might want to go one better as well because mm. of what happened in... Because I don't think they turned up. They, they didn't turn up. They no. froze. So these are the teams that we've got to play. And I think when you talk about this Gegen style football, we're trying to play, you know, playing, you know, in terms of like we're murdering teams in terms of the pace of the way we play and the ruthlessness of the finishing in Europe. There's no Burnleys, there's no West Ham's, no Sheffield's, no Luton's. This is the creme de la creme. That's why I think this is our best chance of silverware is the league. Well said, Kenny Ken. Well said. Um, and also, I think Thomas parted as rumours. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if you'll feature on Monday. I'd be. You know what? You yeah. know what? Uh, uh, Lee's going to love this. But the Thomas <laughs> Party stories. You know what? The Thomas Party stories are akin to the oh Elvis is still alive stories. I'm sorry, but that's true. <laughs> sorry. Jack and Ori. I mean, Jesus Christ! You know, oh, Elvis is still oh, alive. Yeah. I believe it when I see it. Is it akin to the Elvis is still alive stories or JFK um twin brother got shot in Dallas in 1963? You know, you're you're yeah, let's see, or your JR in Dallas, the actual Dallas program. And I'm old enough to remember that people, by the way, in the, in the, in the chat. But it, the <laughs> Elvis is still alive. Come on, oh Thomas Potter's getting fit. Yeah, oh and Elvis is still not dead. Come on. <laughs> oh guys, I've got to jump off lot, like, yeah. but it's been a pleasure. Judges, he likes my little uh, my little funnies to send him away. You judges, no worries, mate. I'll see you soon. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to do watch longs on the channel, mate. It's, no worries, keep it going. Doing well, London you know? comes out, mate. Kenny, Kenny, I'll see you later on. See you Take soon, Lee. Take care, mate. And, it's, and we're left with two. Kenny, can only one more thing to talk about. We are going to talk about the manager. Um. Mm. What's it? Fourth season now, isn't it? So I don't know. Sometimes I call him the Angel Gabriel. <laughs> the Archangel Gabriel. Yeah, I right? mean, so, I mean, it has gone. I mean, Ken. I mean, Kenny. It has gone quick, isn't it? I mean, he's been in the job four, like four. This is fourth season. So, um, yeah. Um, sort of taking it back to obviously the time he's been here and sort of fast forwarding now. Um, what are the things? What what are the what are the positive and negatives you seem? with him in particular this season as well? Well, the thing is, is that the positives are that he recognises what's not working. Mm. You know, he accepted, like, do you know that little um, segment, you know, Lee mentioned about how we are more compact and how we're, yes. we haven't, we don't concede the, sh the shots and goal and we don't concede the goals we were conceding last season. The area, what, what cost us the league was the fact that, you know, a lot of our midfield we basically left Thomas Party do two or three people's jobs. You can't do That's it. not sustainable, yeah. not for the team and not for Thomas, because he got by the time he got the Man, United, Man City, we were really needed. He, he, he had nothing left. I think his injuries, it's probably down to his workload. Hmm. Because before before, before he had injuries, we were talking about our, the, our best player. We were calling him our best player, ahead of Saka, ahead of um, um, Odegaard, ahead yeah, of Martin yeah, yeah. So what he's done is that he's made he's he's changed our style of play, where it has been frustrating, it has been a kind of a work of art because, you know, he's had to cope with the fact that obviously Thomas is not being available, Timber yeah. as well, so he's had Plan A, but the Plan A players are not there, so he's had to use other players in those kind of positions, you know, where he's had to ask more from Declan in a, in terms of a ball carrying. Um, Kind of way he has to try and find a place for 65 million pound. Um, have it, have it. He has to, you know, all this. Oh, yeah, he's a good bench player. I'm sorry, you don't pay 65 million pound for someone who can know. just come off the bench and do it in the last 20 minutes. He's had to sort of like blend in Tom's party. Sorry, um, Kai Havertz from have a it. midfielder who 
a deep line midfielder to a midfielder who can play within a three, and then someone who could play can play the false number nine. So in that respect, he's done very well, and and results have been his friends since since the turn of the year. One of the one of the things that is going to define the manager is that when the pressure's been on in yeah. the last few years, pressure was on for the top four in 2022. He didn't deliver. Yeah, the pressure was excruciating for the league, and he didn't deliver. So this season, the pressure is going to be extremely excruciating in the league. Worse. Yeah. Not something to change it because, as I said before, you've got to sleep with one one eye open when you've got Liverpool in the fold as well as Man City. You know, Salah, Nunez, Slobosloy, they're all going to come back fit. Endo, he's going to, he's, he's, you know, he's going to, yeah, guy, he's yeah. been a revelation for him. Yeah. He's going to be fit. We don't know what situation is going to happen with Trent, but, with Trent, but if it's a current knee injury, it's probably yeah, the same yeah. sort of, um, same you know kind of issues that you know um, our good friend Jesus has, but you're talking about f the four players I was talking about. They're all good players, and then so they're players who will make a difference. And you know they've got to find in Bradley, so you can't discount them. That's pressure. The Man City, the way De Bruyne is playing, come back into the fold. Oh, the way yeah. Haaland is yeah, now madness, yeah. in, in terms of goals. That's pressure. Yeah. Mm. That's pressure. And then you've got the the kick. The game is where I talk about the kingmakers. You know, let's forget Man City at home away. That's <laughs> definition. Spurs away. That's pressure. Brighton yeah. away. That's pressure. You know, Chelsea at home is pressure. You know, where because of the fact that you know they um, our rivals have gone deep into the, um, the FA Cup and, and obviously Chelsea have gone deep in the FA Cup. There's going to be games where we're going to play. Where we're going to play every three days if we're still in the Champions League. That's pressure. Yeah. So this is where we're going to learn a lot about him because so far that in the, he hasn't impressed us in how he deals with pressure. This is where we this is going to be where he where he's going to be defined, where we're going to have to ask questions and we're going to demand answers. That's the pressure. The pressure's on now because the fact that everyone's responding to each other. Yeah, but it's not gonna it's it's not gonna re relent, and it's gonna get even more dark because there's gonna be pre there's gonna be players are gonna get tired. The style of play that everyone's falling in love with is it sustainable? <laughs> is it really sustainable to not to, really? Um, yeah, cover those. Is it sustainable for Declan to cover those miles every two or three days? Is it sustainable for Saka to go and boom boom boom? It's Martinelli. That's where the pressure is. Still being able to drag yourself over the line with a press where you're feeling tired, and then you've got Spurs, you don't want to give us nothing. Still fit, it's fit, they want to get the Champions League. Aston Villa at home, even though we're playing at home, the pressure, yeah. the expectation. Yeah. And then you've got, then obviously you've got uh, Man United, Old Trafford. Everyone says Man United are this and that. We should go and beat them. Our record, there. Our, record, our record's terrible there. Our record surrenders. And they, yeah. they turn into Brazil. So <laughs> one of the things that he's done well is to recognising the problems and being able to get, you know, get us playing attractive football since the turn of the year. So that Dubai trip must have been um, worked wonders. So you give him credit for that. But it's against the pressure. This is where I've been critical, obviously, the Rat Army have been extremely critical. We haven't. We probably haven't expressed ourselves as eloquently as we'd like. We haven't been abusive. Yeah, yeah. People think we have been abusive. We haven't been personal, but we have asked questions. And right to ask questions. And ask questions. You can always ask questions. in a way where yeah. the biggest um, question I need an answer for, and I think the Rat Army want the same answer as well. How is he going to deal with the pressure? When it's really hot, when the mm. kitchen is so hot that steam is coming out of your ears, that you're sweating, but you still got to go in there. You still got to put your hand in the furnace when it's hot, real hot. That's where yeah. we, this is. This is the season where it's really hot because we have to deliver. In terms of like, you can't say that he hasn't been supported financially. You can't yeah. say that he hasn't been supported. Um, Emotionally, from I do, and obviously his board members, he's been given a title as a team manager, so he has a lot of say in what goes on in the club. And most importantly, the fans are on board. 
albeit for a few dissenters and a few black sheep. But the majority of fans are on board with them, Mikel. He's got a lot, he's you got know? a lot, of, he's got a lot of backing. Yeah. A lot yeah. of backing. Yeah. And and obviously the obvious is the financial as well. He has been given a lot of financial backing. So, you know, fans were all gonna want to see some sort of like um how to say it. Not the end, not the end. They want to, they don't want to just see, see trophies. Can can. They want to see trophies. That's what they see in it. Well, fans want to see trophies because simple reasons that, you know, there, there's more pros than they have been cons. And another reason why fans want more is because the process is over. The process ended last season when we challenged the title. The process was to build a team that could challenge. Well, we challenged last season and we're challenging this season, which means the process is over. You know, he doesn't want to be known as the manager who who's built a team that could challenge. He wants to be the manager who can win. Let's not forget, we laughed at Klopp when we said Klopp can't win finals. We called Klopp Secunda, which is a yeah, 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 he had a period where he couldn't. Yeah, he had a period where he's losing a lot of finals, yeah. man. Well, he's yeah. not Secunda. Klopp apparently has won as much as much as um, Bill Shankly. Bill Shankly is the guy who built Enfield. Yeah, Bill Shankly seen his man. Liverpool, Liverpool's greatest ever manager, yet Bob Paisley won more. Yeah, it's mad. You know what? It's, it's, when you talk about pressure, can like pressure is pressure is privilege. I've heard many, many times from great sports mm -hmm. people. It's true. Um, us as fans, we wanted to be in this position, but I think it's right to ask questions because you made the good point, Kenny. Can and I've said it quite a number of seasons now. We 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 missed out on top four two seasons ago, and that was painful. Um, we obviously back in the Champions League for the start of this season, but that's off the back of not getting over the line to win a league title. Still painful, reminder. Um, but this is the time now, can he deliver? For some fans, they're not there yet. I've seen it. They're like, you know what? If he does get a contract extension, which he probably will, I'd be surprised if he's more than two years personally. He's still got mm. a year after this season, so it'd be technically three years if he gets offered two. Mm. So, And the next one he's given, Kenny Ken, because he will get one. Um, and he will sign it. Is there has to be something to show for it? Well, well no you say that. Why not now? But I think I, that, I, I would know, like. I, I'm on the board well, now. I, I see. But, I see what you're saying. But you know, at the moment, a lot of fans see the managers, the Angel Gabriel, Archangel <laughs> Gabriel. And the, the, the thing about it is that I had a conversation with my brother last Sun Saturday yeah. on the phone, lengthy conversation. And one of the things I, I did say is that as much as people like the Rat Army are seen as dissenters, there's going to be a time when it could be this season or the season afterwards, if we don't win trophies, people who do see the managers, the Archangel Gabriel, are going to think, well, yeah. where's, the, where's the trophy? Where's the trophies? You know, you know, they, they, you don't want people saying that, you know, Mikel's got a second place fetish, fetish for second place. They don't want to call him Secunda. I don't want that, and you know, and that's the thing. They will ask questions because that's what happens. Yeah. People are at a stage where they're very, very happy with what he's delivered. They're very happy with blah blah. blah. But you know, yeah, people look. I'm not. I don't want to speak for every Arsenal fan because obviously they can have to say what they want to say. Mm. No, nobody's disputing. We're happy with progression because there were many mm. seasons we had where we had nothing to enjoy. We wasn't even finishing in the top four. Um, yeah. Things can change very, very quickly. Well, 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 I said left us a mess. He left a mess, which, which, which was bordering on catastrophic. In fact, it was catastrophic. You know how how that man is seen as any sort of hero is um, is mind boggling. I mean, you you destroy you you destroy something that fans love, something you say you love, and you get some fated. You know, he should have been had rotten tomatoes thrown at him, and let's not forget the cabbages as well. And they give him a statue. He really left a mess. And it, 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 to the extent that he had to be saved from himself, he had to be sacked. You know, Arsene Wenger was sacked. Don't be on, under any illusion. That is anything um, else. Yeah. Where, where people call him, you know, Papa Wenger and, you know, like him Zeus or Jupiter, whatever your persuasions, Greek mythology or Roman mythology. It's you know, idea. the fact is, is that he had to be, he had to be safe from himself and we need to be safe from him. But so I do understand where fans are coming from in that respect. But the situation yeah, cool. is, cool. It, situation, the situation is now is that 
when you challenge for the title and you do it consecutively, yeah, then the process isn't over, then the expectation is there. You know, this team is more experienced, is it got the experience, got another year behind it, yeah. Those yeah. experiences Liverpool yeah. have well challenged for titles because you know, Liverpool fans, a lot of Liverpool fans, you know, and Liverpool people, you know, in terms of in the media, think that. Liverpool probably overachieved. They won everything because of the fact that they had to rip the whole team apart in terms of the midfield. Yeah. But when you get, because they've been in that situation before, you know, you've got players like Van Dyke, you know, um, players, Van Dyke's still there, Salah's still there, you know, Alisson's still there. Matip's obviously, been there for a season now. Yeah, he's been yeah, there Matt, Well, Matip's injured, but yeah, obviously yeah, he's a really yeah. squad. You know, Robertson's still there as well. So yeah. that's still, you know, a bit of their spine and some great experience. They've been through a title challenge, so you know as much as you say that this is this is a, is a overachievement. It's probably a year too early. They got the experience. All three teams now have the experience. Although Man City have got the greater experience because of what of they course. won. They won the title three years in a row, so they've had experience of winning it. But in terms of being in this sort of um, pressure cooker, which is a title challenge, all three teams now have the experience. It's the expectations now is for one of them. Preferably Arsenal to deliver. Yeah, of course, hundred percent. Yeah, I kind of, I think, just to wrap up, I think I'm at the point now why I, I didn't go, I didn't have Arsenal down for the league title this season. I, I just finished in second. This was before a ball's kicked, by the way. Um, in football, you're allowed to change your mind, people. It can happen. Um, and I think when we, in recent weeks, I'm kind of like, I think we'll take it a lot closer than last season. But there's still part of me, and I think it's probably my heart ruling my head. I, I I think we'll be a little bit short, but that's not to say that Arsenal won't get it done. It could happen. It could happen. Mm. Listen, results in this season in the Premier League, you've seen the, some of the results this season. Um, but it's it's up to Arsenal just to keep on winning, apply the pressure, and like you said, Kenny, which is a key key thing, and I and I think this definitely attributes to this Arsenal side in the last three years, two three years is you've got to learn and learn quickly and make sure what happened before doesn't happen again. And, that, and that's oh, what absolutely. I said, 100%. Yeah. It's, it's 100%. I think that's the situation there. You know, you because I see what the excitement where people come from, that if Arsenal start winning, they're not going to stop. And that's the thing. Yeah. You've got to start somewhere. You know, the FA Cup was so long ago. You know, it's a diff different players are in. It was virtually Unai side. And it's yeah. virtually, it's a side that Arteta believed, probably not so much afterwards, that no, they're not going to give me what they're not going to bring me success. Mm. Bamian and Lacazette, not going to bring me success. David Luiz is not bringing me success. Leno's not bringing me success. You know, I don't, they're not going to take me to that ne the level I need to be at. So I need changes. He's made the changes. So that that that's the whole situation, you know. You know, so he has got the players he wants. He got the team he wants. You know, people say, yeah, but they're injuries. Well, everyone's had injuries. De Bruyne was was injured. Everyone, from everyone's had them. Everyone's had them. Yeah. Everyone. Liverpool's injuries have been well documented. Oh. Well documented. You know, you, that couple, those two lineups um, yesterday against Southampton, the lineup in um, mad, yeah, in the cup final. You know, it's testament to them and their belief, and testament to their fans, really, that they got over the line in both those games. Yeah, you know, and that and that's what's going to happen. Just deal with it. Injuries are part of football. Just deal with it. Arsenal got to deal with injuries. Liverpool got to deal with injuries. No, no excuses. You know, even anyone who does who doesn't win the league, the, the media and majority will say they are unlucky, but but they will think, you know what. No excuses, you know. We just haven't been good enough. That's their mentality has to be. If you want to be successful, you have to you have to um, treat failure like it's um, as a disease. I can't even get me worse at a disease. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not being thing. That's yeah. the that's the ambition you want to be at. You know, yeah. you talk about big clubs and the three biggest clubs in the countries. Right, Liverpool won forty six trophies. Man United, Man United won forty three. Arsenal on thirty one. But Chelsea on 27, hmm. Man City on 25, they're catching up. Yeah, it's mad. I want to sell... We look at it like that, yeah, yeah. Because I want to sell 
you know, my Bible, where the first, where basically is saying that Arsenal is one of the third biggest clubs in the country, they're the biggest clubs in Europe. I need success. I need yeah. trophies. I need the cup with the big ears eventually. <laughs> I love that one. Yeah, of course, mate. If you think about it, if you want to be, if you, you know, arguably, people can argue, we don't believe it, but they can argue that we're not an elite club because we haven't won the European Cup. They can argue that. Mm. That's true. That's I, the I, point. We could fight our corner, but it's easy to fight the corner if we've got that big cut with the big ears. Yeah, no, you know what, Kenny, Kenny it's, it's such a relevant point. I, I One of my biggest bugbears, I know you probably feel the same as well, um, is our European record as a club. And I've always said it, because someone asked me, I went on, the, actually, I went on the Burnley fans channel, actually, said to me, um, would you take the Champions League or the Premier League? And I'm and I and I went, I'm not afraid to admit and say it, Kenny, because I've actually said it before, I would take the Champions League. And, I said, and, I, and the reason why I said why... Would, the reason, I want yeah. the league, because we're the best. Yeah, the, re, the reason why I said the Champions League, yeah. The reason why I said the Champions League is, I said, when you win an European trophy, I'm not mm. saying Arsenal not respected because, because they, they, they probably are, but I think when you win an European trophy or successive European trophies as a club, it does mm. elevate you, man. It 100%, oh, 100%. elevates you. Yeah, more. Not the Forest. Not the Forest fans can all... Not the Forest fans. I know, I'm in a group with not the Forest fans and I've done podcasts not the Forest kind. He's no long-haired Yeti. Yeah. yeah. Every time we're getting a debate, he just he get he just he just says see these two stars because they still remember stars? it. It still talks about now. Yeah, it is. Cluffy. Yeah, these two stars. Yeah, I've got a star. Aston Villa got a star. Yeah. You know yeah. who else has got a star? Um, obviously, who else has got a star? Feyenoord have got a star. Yeah. Internazionale got a few stars. AC, AC Milan's got a few stars. Porto got two Red, stars. I think Red Star Belgrade Porto have got one somewhere, in there, somewhere in the old. Got right? a star. So these are clubs that you know. Oh, Arsenal should beat them in Europe, but yeah, but they've got a star. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a fair think, point, yeah. And I, I do understand where a lot of fans have come from because, you know, the European Cup... It's massive. To, and, I, and I don't want to sort of like saying, oh, well, I've done this and that. <laughs> to get to European Cup final, when I went to Paris in 2006, the hair is on the back of my head. Yeah, yeah. It was like, amazing. It was... Mm. I was there 10 hours before kickoff and I never left my spot. The only time I left my spot was to go to the toilet and go to McDonald's. And there was a McDonald's, there wasn't a McDonald's too far from from um, Saint-Denis. Yeah. But I'll tell you one thing, just to be there and to actually see the European Cup, you know, they bring the European Cup out, you know, at the opening ceremony and, they, and the players have to walk past it. And you get to see it, obviously, from your vantage point in the ground, you think, Oh my God! And then when Sol Campbell scored that goal, albeit us a ten men, can yeah. we hold it? Can we hold it? Henri yeah. goes through, <laughs> right behind me in the goal. Please, Terry, come on, mate! You are the best ever player. Please score! Please score! Oh no! And then when Eto equalizes, you just know yeah. that yeah, yeah. players had nothing left. That ten men, you just you just know we, we ain't, that when um, Eto scored and Belletti scored, that was over. Yeah, that is the worst feeling you'll ever have as a fan. So I understand the situation a lot because this is 18 years ago, and I still think about it, still get pain. But yeah. God, if I if, if we if I could legalize murder of for one day, that referee, that referee, yeah, if murder was legal for one day, or if I was on you know, like I said, if I was told I had a day to live, I'll tell you one thing. If I had an injury, I'd go around him and strangle him. He cost me. I will never forgive that man for his yeah, officiating that day. His officiating cost us the European Cup that day. Never forgive no. him. I, I <laughs> hate him with passion that I will only die for. Oh, Kenny getting class stuff. But no, listen, people. Weekly surgery has come to an end, episode 30. Big up to Lee Judge. Lee's had to go because obviously he's had to, he's got North London podcast on Lee Judge's TV. Um, big up Kenny Ken. You can find Kenny Ken mainly on Instagram. He's there doing all his stuff, man. Like it and follow him on there, man. Um, and obviously Judge's um, TV's um link channel link is in the title as well, which you will also see me on there as a as you all seen. The proper South East London comes out at me during his live watch logs, man. I'll be there one on the Monday night, um, Sheffield United versus Arsenal. 
Well, back 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 in the sixties and seventies, they used to be gangsters. Now, <laughs> Southeast London, it's, it's all about Gary, Jellof Rice, <laughs> Okra Soup, you know, like fried chicken, you know, um, Egusi Soup. I mean, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. Ken, pleasure to get you. Pleasure to have you on, man. Like, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, but, well, uh, you know, yeah, Dave, it's passion, entertainment, yeah. and I hope a bit of knowledge as well. Yeah. 100%. All three of us, that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but people, yes, I'll put this on the audio. You'll hear our dulcet tones again. I tried to put it on the Instagram live, but there's an issue with Instagram. It's not me. So let me, so, so shame I couldn't do that, but I'll put clips and put them on there. But yeah, smash the like button, subscribe to Albert J TV, Lee Dodger TV. And follow Kenny Ken on his Instagram handle, which is going on the bottom of the screen. We are over and out, people. We'll see you on Monday night for Albert J TV on Lee Judges TV. See you soon, peeps.